I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Hollywood Life podcast. Happy Tuesday. Uh, Our fearless leader, Bonnie Fuller, is back with us this week back from her nice vacay. Bonnie, how are you? Oh, I'm doing so great. It was just, I literally have not taken two weeks off in like 20 years. How crazy is that? Oh my gosh. It's so crazy, but so deserved, obviously. And you seem like you traveled, you went to New Zealand. That's right. Well, I would tell, I would say everybody like I would say it is gorgeous. It is such yeah. a beautiful country. It's so worth going. But I mean, you need to take off about two weeks because right. it it takes like two days to get there. And when you go, you lose a day. And when you come back, you gain a day. Back, right. You're so wasted <laughs> in directions <laughs> that you lose another day. Oh my gosh. What did you do on those, that flight, those flights? I don't know. Tried to sleep as much as possible. Good. They, they, the way they do it is they break it up. So you fly to LA, at least from New York, you fly to LA. Now, if you're in LA, it's closer because you can oh, just go okay. right from there. And they, so you go to LA and then it's 13 hours straight, but it's at night. So you just try and sleep as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And uh, same thing on the way back. It's 12 hours the way back. Okay. That's not like as bad as I kind of thought, but then when you add the additional six from New York to LA, you're getting, you're changing planes. And of course, on the way back, we get to LA and all the flights to New York were delayed for hours. I have no idea why, Beautiful weather in LA, beautiful weather in New York. Not just like our flight, but flights were all backed up. Every flight was delayed for hours. So annoying. Always, always some New York issue or another, not enough room in our airports. Yeah. But it's gorgeous when you get there. And what's really nice is it's winter here. But it's summer there. The weather was beautiful. Aside from the fact that they did have a cyclone, a hundred year cyclone when we were there. Oh my God. (laughs) Luckily we were in the South. There's two islands. We were in the South Island at the time of the cyclone. The cyclone was in the North Island. We arrived, we actually had to fly to the North Island because that was the second week of our trip. And we arrived, I think the day after the cyclone. Wow. So that's just like a lot of rain, right? Cyclone? It's like a hurricane. So really, really high winds and rain. And we had to actually had to cancel all the plans we had because the area we were supposed to go to was all flooded and Uh roads were shut. And we went to it. So we ended up going to a different area, but there were parts where we could see kind of forest where all the tops of the trees were gone. 
Wow. The sight. That's so wild, but sounds like an amazing trip. Um, and <laughs> avoiding all, cyclones. Avoiding cyclones. I'm really glad that you guys were safe. <laughs> um, and while you were there, we were here holding down the fort. Thank you. Um, and we obviously saw Rihanna crush it at the Super Bowl. She's pregnant now. Oh, so exciting. Um, we kept, you know, I don't know if we, you and I talked about this on the podcast, but we certainly discussed it in editorial meetings at Hollywood Life and reporting meetings because we had a feeling that she was pregnant. There were rumors that we were looking into that she was pregnant again. And it makes, listen, it can make sense to, you know, kind of get it done. Like if you want to. (laughs) Right, right. You're like, I want to, and that's it. I'm going to do it within two years. Yeah, just like. Boom, boom, get it done. <laughs> yeah. So that was obviously an exciting moment. And um, as upon your return, we have some interesting news that happened over the weekend that we wanted to talk about, starting off with um, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly's kind of continued issues that they've been airing out online. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's been it's been interesting. But um, when you were away, Megan posted... Um, before deactivating her entire Instagram altogether, she posted <laughs> some uh, Beyonce lyrics from Beyonce's Lemonade. Um, and those said, you can taste the dishonesty. It's all over your breath. Uh, and then she posted some sexy pics of herself and then a video of like letters and personal belongings burning in a fire. And then she deactivated her Instagram. And so... Uh, upon other things that hinted at a split. Um, and now here we are over the weekend. She actually addressed those rumors. And what, didn't she also show herself in the sexy pictures without her engagement ring? Yep, she wasn't. Well, yes, she wasn't wearing the ring um, in that. And then also there were reports too that she had already, that she had taken off the ring despite the two not being split. She had removed the ring, which remember how the ring had thorns on it? Yeah, kind of. Well, they have some odd, like they do some <laughs> odd things. Like they're into sharing their blood and yeah, <laughs> doing yeah. some spooky things together. So, um, also under that original post that we're referring to, somebody had commented saying that they felt they, that they thought that Machine Gun Kelly had cheated on Megan with his guitarist, Sophie. Someone commented and said, probably got with Sophie. Yeah, Sophie Lloyd, I think her name is, yeah. Right, and so Megan responded, maybe I got with Sophie. Like she was just being, I don't know, shady. So then that kind of spurred, not only like drama between MGK and Megan, but drama between, like, like forced pretty much Sophie Lloyd to have to speak out and be like, no, this isn't true. No, yeah, that's right, yeah. So Megan has now apologized on Instagram for bringing, even bringing Sophie's name into it and, and saying, Hey, I made a joke about this ridiculous rumor. And somehow that turned into a confirmation of the rumor. Like what is with you guys? Um, And Sophie had a statement released, I guess her management released a statement saying that she's completely professional. She's never done anything unprofessional in her entire life. And, you know, putting, 
just squashing the rumor that there was anything going on between her and Machine Gun Kelly. And she's been with her boyfriend, um, who's known as the painter. He's a drummer for mm. five years. And he celebrated the fact they've been together for five years recently in an Instagram post of his own. So she's in a committed relationship. Right. Yeah. So this, you know, it it's pretty it was just a it was just a fan comment that it is pretty sexist to for people to assume that because there's a woman in the band that right. he that he would be having an affair with her or she'd be having an affair with him right and you know i mean megan clearly was clearly very mad about whatever machine gun kelly and she were fighting over and so she was probably reacting that way and didn't necessarily mean to drag this poor woman into it she was kind of like defending herself and probably not thinking but she then went on to comment on Sophie's Instagram and um she was like how me making a joke in order to absolve this girl of a hurtful accusation somehow turned into confirmation of it I'll never understand right, right. so she wasn't you know she was she was trying like you just said to like get over the people from like the misogyny of it all yeah um, and, you know, was just very apologetic to her um, and told her to ignore it as much as she could. And at the same time, Megan also released a statement of her own on her Instagram saying that there was no thir third party interference in this relationship of any kind that includes what is not limited to. Then she goes into some weird things, actual humans, DMs, AI <laughs> yeah. bots or succubus demons. Um and so she was like, let this story die and leave these innocent people alone. Um, you know, so I think I, I, it's interesting. I mean, clearly there is some sort of issue that happened between them. Oh, definitely. They, but, really they had a big fight. Well, look, this is, I'm just, I'm reporting what's out there. They had a big fight before a concert mm -hmm. that Machine Gun Kelly was supposed to give. And that Megan was supposed to go with him and had an outfit all picked out. And you know how they always coordinate their outfits completely? Mm -hmm. Their stylists must be very busy. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't just coordinate their clothes. They're also coordinating like their fingernails too and their makeup. Yeah. No, <laughs> so it's a full on coordination. Um, so she was all set to go. And then they had this big argument. What we don't know is what is that argument about? Now they've been engaged since, uh, 2020. So they've been, no, they've been engaged for a year. They got engaged oh. this time last year, but they've been together for yeah, like three years. Yeah. yeah. For quite a while. So this is a long-term relationship. Yeah. And long-term engagement too. Hmm. Yeah, I can't say much to it being a long-term engagement because my engagement is going to be about <laughs> two years and nothing's wrong. It's just how it has to be. But um, I, I'm i like, well, actually, if we're going to judge that. Um, but I will say celebrities usually can pull it together a lot quicker than us normal folks. So that's exactly. <laughs> yeah, they, they've got access to like uh, hundreds of millions of dollars to spend on whatever yeah. they want. Yeah, but it's interesting. I mean, I wonder if anything will come to light um, about it, but or if anybody can figure out what exactly they're uh, they they argued about. But uh, yeah, I, I they Dishonesty. definitely are people. She, well, she's listen. This her her quote. I can smell the dishonesty on your breath. So, what was he dishonest about? If there's no third person, 
Right. What is he being dishonest about to her? That's the question. Mm-hmm. It's a great point. So yeah. I guess we'll wait and see if they speak out about it anymore or if like her one statement there was kind of putting the kibosh on it. We'll see yeah, if, and if, they, if, we, if we start to see them together again hmm. or we don't. Right. There were photos of them leaving like a counseling office a few days later. Well, but, supposedly, I don't think right. that whoever the paparazzi were, I'm not sure that they know exactly what was who was on. in the office that they were at, but yes, potentially they're getting counseling. I mean, you would hope so. Right. If they, you know, if they're in love and they want to make it work and are having issues, it's always a good idea to get some counseling. Yeah. Who knew that Brian Austin Green would be the one in like a stable relationship, <laughs> having kids and like completely yeah. changing his whole life around? <laughs> yeah, I know. He's already got a new baby. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. With his new relationship. Um, um, but if you, and you think about it though, for Megan, in terms of making a commitment, like a, you know, going through with the engagement, getting married, I mean, she does have three children already and she has a step, a step son that she also was very involved in raising and I'm sure she thinks of as one of her own so that's a lot of kids and then he's got a daughter so there's sort of a lot of kids involved here like you don't want to make a mistake about going into a marriage if it's not really right Mm -hmm. agreed agreed that's great advice for everybody out there listening um Now to another sad news story uh, that came out this weekend, Uh, Law and Order actor Richard Belzer passed away, Um, and it was really sad. He was 78 years old. There wasn't much um, information about what happened, Um, but he, um, you know, I know him and watched him from Law and Order and all of his co-stars, Mariska Hargitay, uh, Chris Maloney, have have shared their uh, tributes to him. It's very sad. Yeah. And Dick Wolf, who's the creator of the show and also some of the actors from Homicide, which he starred in for six or seven years before um, Law and Order. Yeah. I think it's really interesting. Well, first of all, he was 78 and apparently he had a lot of health issues. Hmm. And and so, well, the, the reports haven't been specific about what it was. Um, some of his close friends have spoken out and just said he had a lot of health issues and that, but that he was himself to the end and that his last words were like, fuck F you, mother <laughs> F. <laughs> <laughs> Which apparently is very Richard Belzer. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, he's, he was such a great comedian mm-hmm. and it's so interesting that he got fame in this, beloved role as um you know an actor as a detective but that he, really his career was at as a very irreverent comedian wow yeah yeah so you know life really turned and you know i read a, I've, I've read a fair bit about him because I, I i i'm pretty sure like years and years and years ago i did see him perform and he was really funny and his comedy could be quite dark but you know, he had a lot of sadness in his life. His, um, apparently his mother was very physically abusive to him. His father, uh, attempted suicide and Richard 
I think found him and saved him in time. And then a year later, his father was successful in committing suicide. And then Richard's brother committed suicide years later. Like that's a lot of sadness to cope with. Yeah. That's a lot of trauma. Yeah. A lot of trauma that he uh, grew up with and then experienced as a young man. And then he was one of, he was very good friends with Lauren Michaels who started SNL. And apparently he was very kind of involved in the start of SNL and thought he was going to be a cast member. And then he felt um, he, he felt like he had been uh, kind of tricked or because uh, he was never made a cast member. Mm. And it, it, it uh, I'm not sure if it ended their friendship, but it soured their friendship. This is, this is what I read. And he did know all the cast members, like the initial, the uh, original cast members from SNL. And in fact, Lorraine Newman, who was one of those original cast members, posted about him dying and how they were such great friends and how much she missed him. So he he really had a tough time, even at the start of his career. And apparently he was doing stand up for years and years and like barely making a living until he got this first role on Homicide. And that was really later in his life, like well into his career. I mean, I'm sure he was in his forties, maybe even older by then that he he was kind of living hand to mouth till then. Wow. And he was so beloved um, on Law and Order. Um, Both Mariska Hargitay wrote goodbye, my dear, dear friend. Uh, and she mentioned how lucky the angels are to have you. I can hear them yeah. laugh already. So he must have continued, which is like you said, so funny that he has this very serious persona on right. the show, but on the behind the scenes, he must have uh, had them all laughing. Um, and so, you know, it, it was just very sad news over the the uh, weekend with that. Um, and then but yeah. one thing was that was really nice is that the show did allow him because he finally was financially um, solid. He enabled him to buy a home in the South of France that apparently he loved. And he had a very happy third marriage. He had two shorter first and second marriages, but he had a, a long-term third marriage and his wife was still was with him in the end. And they had a second home in South of France. He really liked the South of France. And that's where he passed away. So he passed away surrounded by his wife and close friends. And he wasn't a place that he loved. So at least a good way to go. That's enabled him to like live his final, you know, I don't know, 20, 30 years of life in a way that he really was comfortable and enjoyed. So true. Um, And then, you know, before we wrap up today, we have rumors that Kendall Jenner and Puerto Rican rapper, singer, Bad Bunny are dating. I love that. I just love that. Yeah. That is a hot couple. Honestly, people are so obsessed with Bad Bunny. He is, I mean, he's such a great artist, but also he's very, um, philanthropic he's just like apparently just a really good guy um so these two yes they were first so uh kind of like blind item site called Domois they reported that the two were spotted making out at a club like a week ago 
And then they or like maybe a few days ago, actually, when time's all crazy. Um, and then <laughs> this weekend they were seen having a double date with Haley and Justin Bieber at Wally's in Beverly Hills. Yeah. I mean, and Haley is pretty much her best friend. Mm-hmm. So that kind of seems somewhat serious, but apparently it's not confirmed. Right. Like, it's been reported that they were having this dinner, but they actually weren't, uh, there's no pictures of them together and no pictures of them with Justin and Haley. So it could be one of those things. They just happen to, well, be there all as friends as a group, or they could have, you know, Justin and Haley could have been having dinner and even with dinner with somebody else. And then there was, I'm getting all my names, Kendall and Bad Bunny, were there, but not with Justin and Haley because, you know, it's a celebrity infested place. So they weren't necessarily together. So that's the thing. We have to be honest with you. You know, we're Hollywood life until we nail it down. We got to be honest. The rumors still. They are still rumors. And speaking of the rumors, People Magazine does have a report that says that Kendall and Bad Bunny started hanging out recently. He just moved to LA a few weeks ago. He bought a house there and they were connected through friends um, and they are just, quote unquote, having fun. Um, And yes, they were spotted. They were not photographed together. They were seen going through like different exits. Yes. Place. I'm like you know, whatever, but no, because the thing is we've had that before where people were spotted in the same place and it turned out they weren't together. So that's why I want our audience here to know that they can trust that when we say something is definitely on that we have it nailed. So if we're still like doing our investigations, we're going to also tell you that. So we have our own, uh, own confirmation own confirmation but that's what the people are saying that's right um, and he did the, have a long-term girlfriend for a while so that would mean he would have had to have broken up with his long-term girlfriend yes there's like different discussions about like what went on between those two because they were long-term you are correct um and something else that was interesting oh, was oh were you gonna Devin, say about about devon yeah, that they had unfollowed, they just unfollowed each other amidst oh, well. like, all the news coming out about this. Well, I read that he unfollowed, or I saw that he unfollowed her, but she was still following him as a few hours ago. Interesting. I saw this morning that she had unfollowed him. Oh, okay. So that could be a newer development. New development. But um, Devin definitely unfollowed her. That's- yes which also sort of gives credence to the rumors. At least uh-huh. he's believing them. Uh-huh. Which is interesting. Like, Devin, why are you so salty? Like, I don't believe yeah. in the unfollowing thing. Like, that's weird. Like, come on, grow up. You're in your late 20s. Don't You don't need to unfollow. I know. Especially because you know people will notice. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, and you guys different- broke up. You guys broke up twice. Right. Like it, it wasn't working out. Let your ex go on and have a life. Right. And also too, like, it kind of seemed like that when we had gotten reports of their split, that it was because Devin wasn't ready to like fully commit. Yeah. Devin, don't be salty. If she's moving on. (laughs) Yeah. You had your chance. 
Exactly. He had his chance. He could have put a ring on it. He didn't. Agreed. So like, you can't get upset. And like, she's obviously going to date other people. Even like there's, you can mute her on Instagram. You don't have to unfollow it, unfollow her. That's a decision. That is a choice. Cause you know, people are going to see it. Yes. So I don't know, but. And also it just shows that you're not over her. Right. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So we are going to be keeping our eyes on this. Hopefully next week when we come back, we have um, maybe our own little little sourcing for you that can confirm some things. Um, but in the meantime, we have a fun interview coming up uh, after. Yeah, just our- right. Come on. Just before you 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 tell our audience here about uh, our great in- their, your great interview this week. Um, I do want to point out that it's kind of interesting because Kendall doesn't seems like like a lot of the people in her family, the young, the women in her family, she's going from musicians to basketball players, basketball players to musicians. Yep. Yeah. Harry Styles, Devin. Didn't she date another basketball player? Um, was she with? Yes. Uh, what was his name? I see his face in my brain. She did. Yeah. And now another uh, musician. Yep. Well, I don't know. I don't know which is worse, you know. <laughs> Him with the but we've seen Chloe. I mean, Courtney has had luck with the with the musician. So I guess we'll see. Kim. No one normal though. That's yeah. Kim married to a basketball player, then married to a musician. No luck there on either count either. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. I think the Kardashians could look at some different professions. Yeah. Except then I'm like, do they want like a financier? Like they'll be so bored, (laughs) (laughs) but maybe that would be good for them. Maybe they should be a little bored. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of other, like, uh, other occupations in the world besides those three financier music, basketball. Right. Tom Brady. Oh yeah. He's available. (laughs) Um, as long as they're like age appropriate and treat them well, I'm good with it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're good with it. Okay. Yeah. Now go ahead. Tell our audience All about right. your interview. To our interview today. Um, it's with Hopper Penn, who is the son of Sean Penn and Robin Wright. Um, he and Robin are starring in a new movie together called Devil's Peak, along with Billy Bob Thornton. And he talked to me all about how his parents both inspire him in different ways. Um, It was his first time working with his mom on a film. And uh, also he just got back from Ukraine with his dad. So we talked about that uh, and how he's just gotten really involved with his dad's uh, core missions. And it's a really awesome talk. So uh, stay tuned and let us know what you think. Sounds great. Sounds great, Allie. I'm going to be listening too. Yay. All right. Amazing guys. And Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for that interview and make sure that you uh, subscribe so you get our podcast every Tuesday. That's right. Subscribe. Okay. We'll see you and talk to you next week. All right. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We have such a cool guest today. I'm really excited to chat with him um, all about his new movie coming out devil's peak uh or that's out already actually we're really excited about it um and so i will happily introduce none other than hopper penn thanks for joining us today hopper thank you for having me of course of course um so this movie is i mean seems really amazing it's based on a book and you are working alongside Billy Bob Thornton and your mom, Robin Wright. Um, tell me a little bit about how you got into the project and also just what drew you to the storyline. I was working COVID testing when I got the call to speak with Ben Young, the director. And he, he was telling me a little bit about the story, but not much. He was just like, do you mind coming in and meeting with me? So I went in with him and my... Uh, manager who's also producing the film and he told me the story and I was just like yes I'm in like if there's any time that I could audition that'd be great and he's like you don't have to audition you got the part and I was like that might be a mistake um, <laughs> but I was really happy I got it and you know and then we just started talking about actors and I was like well I think I know who would be perfect to play my mom my, it would be my mom and she was perfect for the role um but what drew me to the story was i just i, I liked how intense it was but i loved the, what the message was which is kind of you know it's like starting a new life with whatever you have in your past you can kind of can leave it there and you can start something new and i think there's also a lot of love in the movie even though billy this character doesn't show it in the right way. There's still some serious love that he shows. I think you know he it's it's in a terrible terrible way, but he does. And then with my mom's character, there's so much there's so much love between them in the film. And there's so, like even though she's kind of the child because she's the mess and the son is kind of the one trying to get her out of that lifestyle and like nothing matters to her more, even though with drug addicts, usually it's the drug, but then right. nothing matters more than having her son get out. And there's that whole scene where I'd say, I'm not going to leave without you. But <clears throat> like I've said this before, you know, he wants to help her, but you can't, like people say, like, you can't help people unless you help yourself first. And for Jacob, like, the only way he was going to help himself is to get out of that, that life. Mm -hmm. And I, that's, I think that's what drew me to the script, really. Yeah, that kind of, like, moral back and forth, it seems, that your character Jacob faces throughout the film. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it follows um, Billy Bob Thornton as Charlie, who is a meth dealer, and he kind of wants his son jacob to take over the family business um so when it came to getting into your character did you do anything in particular uh to prepare for the role um i think the only thing i really did was this is the first time where i've read the script like over a hundred times and where i i had memorized 
all my lines before we started shooting. Because um, a lot of times I've read the script like many times on other films, but like on the day, I'll kind of re go over the lines and make sure I got them. But mm-hmm. this one, I, I, I knew them. Like, I, and that helped a lot because Billy gave me a tip early on saying, you know, bring whatever personal things in your life, bring them to set and use them. And he asked me initially, he was like, do you know the script? I was like front and back. And he's like, good. Cause that should just be secondary. If you can bring your emotions from your own personal life, your own personal traumas, your own personal fuck ups, your own whatever. Then that, like those, those lines are just to keep the movie going. But he's like, everything's going to be in here. Like everything's going to be in your eyes and your expressions. And I think that helps because it was like an emotional shoot because I was going, I was getting back to my past and going to my, my own personal things with addiction. And I was able to use that a lot in some of the emotional stuff. And then, I mean, the stuff with my mom, it was just like immediate waterworks. Like I couldn't hold in any tears with her. Um, but yeah, I, it was, uh, it was, it wasn't the easiest shoot, but it was, uh, it was really fun still. <laughs> right. And well, do you feel like too, it was like cathartic for you, even working through those scenes with your mom, like you said? Yes. Yeah. yeah it was like, it. I didn't stop crying when they said oh. cut. <laughs> How did your mom react? Thank God that? though. Me and my mom, <laughs> I think she, she was, she was similar. She was just saying, she's like, I just couldn't wait for those scenes to be over. Cause she was like, oh. I just don't want to be a hopper's mom again. She so is not the person she is in the movie right um but we 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 get along so well me and her that you know she was able to kind of like hug me after and we just have a cigarette and then start joking again which is right. great right well and you probably even like though you were in character had some sort of like emotional breakthroughs with yourself through those scenes that were so emotional and like that you were tapping into your own life and and traumas that you had been through yeah i mean i yeah i think you know i feel like i learned a little bit about myself doing this film a little bit more about myself yeah how um well i just i don't even know if i can really put it in words but i i found that going like I was able to kind of like w- like work through my past traumas that I hadn't worked through in this way. It was like kind of almost like a therapy session. It was like, oh, I get to do it one more time and get it all out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had complete different dialogue in my head when I was saying those lines. So interesting. It just, I don't know, it, 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 like it, it felt very relieving after those scenes. Mm-hmm. Like I was able to let some shit go. Yeah. Do you, feel like you could, do you feel, oh, you're fine. Do you feel like you would have been able to do that had you not been acting across from your mom? Or it was like the script that was really, you think, bringing it out of you? Um, well, with the scenes with my mom, it was, it had a lot to do with it being her. But mm-hmm. then, when I would do scenes with Billy, 
it's two things. One, Ben's an amazing, amazing writer. I mean, sorry, Robert Knott is an amazing writer. Um, and Ben's just, the way he directs is, feels very personal. Um, and then Billy is just the one of the best actors in the world and was the best person for that role. And he's terrifying. Like, yeah. he's, he's, he's exactly Billy Bob Thornton, sweet, funny, like charismatic. And then they call it action. And it's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, he's so scary. And he was able to freak me out right to where I needed to be. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, wouldn't want him as a dad ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, never. Um, but off, so- off screen. Yeah, would be the best dad. Yeah, he'd be awesome. But yeah, that character he did it too well for anybody <laughs> to that as a dad. Um, and then watching the film back yourself, have you had the opportunity to do that? I haven't seen it yet. No. Are you looking forward? I, uh, to it or how do you feel about that? I'm, I'm like, I'm really happy it's out. And I'm happy that, like, I think Ben's happy with what what it is. But I, I like, I just can't watch myself. I, yeah. I just, I, I'll, I'll be so upset that it's out if I watch it, I think. Yes. I'm the same way. I, I, I have a big like, problem watching myself. I can't. Yeah. No, I feel the same way. Because then you just pick apart yeah. yourself and you're, it's just, it's too hard. It's yeah. Too- I mean, I thank God I'm not, like, super egotistical, but I, I think a lot of actors are their own worst critics, but I just like, I, I'll never act again. I think if I watch it. <laughs> Wait. Okay. So you said in the beginning of this, you said that you were working in COVID testing. Were you testing people for COVID? What were you yeah. doing? That was what you were doing in the, like, yeah. So in, yeah, it was in the beginning of the pandemic. Um, my dad has an organization called core that, I, I it's I started with in 2010 uh, the earthquake in Haiti yeah and then it used to be called something different but we went like global so it's um, core now and yeah I, I remember like right when I heard about COVID I like I asked him I was like is core gonna do anything he's like we're already on it we're setting up a testing site tomorrow and I was like, well, can I work? And he's like, you have to. <laughs> so um, <laughs> uh, I did that. Um, yeah, I, I did that for, I mean, I, I left to go shoot. But I came back and then I started working logistics with it. But I've, I've always been somewhat in that world, like the organization world. I've, I, you know, we, we do, we've done a lot of work in a lot of places, um, like North Carolina when they had their floods. Uh, we went there and uh, I mean, I did Haiti was like my the start, but like it's my favorite place in the world. And I like Haiti will always need help. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the COVID testing was uh, it was scary. And it was also. It was tough because. It's like it's a stressful job to do. And you really got to, like, take that away from how you talk to people that are coming to get tested because they're scared. 
so that, that I mean that taught me a lot it's like it's like how to somewhat be a people person but uh yeah I went straight back to it and I, I love it like I would I would never have done anything different I I love the organization I have a lot of respect for my dad in that world and yeah yeah have you joined him with any of his um work in Ukraine yeah I just got back from Ukraine uh yesterday I oh. just got to London so yeah I just did my first trip wow <laughs> um have you do you enjoy you know doing that stuff obviously it's part of like the family business a little bit but have you taken you know a like <laughs> to kind of public yeah I mean like I was begging my dad to take me on like his first trip when he went initially um I'm kind of happy I didn't go on the first one because like his first one he was there the day they invaded yeah um but yeah I've I've always I've always I don't know my my like my dad is I think most comfortable in crisis mode wow and and I think I kind of got that in my jeans a little bit Mm -hmm. um but yeah I mean Ukraine was amazing and like the people are just so so strong and they just really they like love their country and they've really united as this country like right now they're just really strong and it's devastating to see what's going on but but you see these people and you're like they're gonna make it like they're so strong and there's there's so much love between all of them and honestly some of the nicest people i've ever met in my life yeah it's and when going through this you're like how are you living like day to day and they're like it's just that's just life for them now and they've gotten somewhat used to it which is terrible i think that they had to but but yeah i don't know the strength of these people is really amazing it's just it's exactly what i saw in haiti after earthquake just these people that just they're gonna get through it Mm-hmm. absolutely really beautiful to see it's wild that it's almost been a year now too of this yeah 24th is the anniversary i think mm-hmm. it's insane um now so devil's peak was the first time you were working opposite your mom um on a mm-hmm. movie you've worked with your dad before um do you do you like working with them on film projects or do you prefer to like be out on your own and like not have necessarily maybe like a parent on set? Yeah, I really liked working with them and I'm really happy I was able to do it. But now like it's, I feel like it's just piled up so much. So I still feel like I'm like, like I I got my mom to do this movie, but like, I still feel like it's like I want something to be my own you know and I just feel like it's kind of embarrassing that like everything I've done almost has been with a family member whether it's my sister my mom or my dad and I've done like one movie that still hasn't come out um that was with none none of my parents (laughs) and it's like I'm like well why is that the only one that hasn't come out (laughs) um (laughs) But no, I loved working with them, but I do, I do want to like start doing things on my own, create my own path. Yeah. Are there any stories that you're really wanting to tell that you, um, 
you know, haven't been necessarily told yet or like, you know, that you really want to maybe produce or write or things like that? Yeah. Um, so I, well, I just started a production company with, with the director of this movie called Puppy Love that's not out yet. Um, so we have a production company and we have a few projects that I'm not really allowed to talk about yet. Um, but one of them I'm directing and the other I'm producing and starring in. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So all on yeah. your own. There you go. Yeah, yeah. These ones completely on my own. Yeah. Good, good. <laughs> Not that I think it's a bad thing, honestly. I'm a, I'm a, um, sorry, my dog is hopping around everywhere. Um, <laughs> not that I think it's a bad thing. I think it's a fun thing that you get to work with your parents, in my opinion. Is one stricter than the other or like more, not difficult on set, but like, do you prefer one to the other now that you've worked with both? I know that's a terrible Um, one. Well, I never acted with my dad. Right. So I've only worked with him as a director. And, you know, I think like as a lot of kids do, they butt heads with their parents and me and my dad have butted heads a lot, but I've, it was so easy working with him. He's just, uh, he's just a good director. Like he doesn't treat me like his son. Mm. So he's not being, you know, a parent to me. He's being a director and, I really respect him as a director, um, but he's definitely the stricter one in the family. And my mom is, she's like, she's the female version of me. We're Aww. exactly the same, same humor. We can talk for like hours and she's the, like, I, I hate, I've been saying it so much, but and I think it's so cliche, but she really is one of my best friends. Like I would, definitely pick my mom to hang out with any of my friends every day she's Aww. so fun um and working with her was great and she also produced this movie so just having her on set was helpful you know i could be like i could just ask her tips on acting or being like can you remind me like when i made a huge mistake like when i needed to kind of have this guilt feeling in a scene and she was very it was very easier for her to bring up some mistakes that I've made. Um, <laughs> She's like, which one? But, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I think, you know, working with both of them, I wouldn't say I prefer one, but because they're both just so different. Yeah. Well, and both offer you like such a masterclass in their field. So it's just like working with the best. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The best that you get to do, which is awesome. Yeah, I'm very lucky about that. <laughs> yeah, and Billy Bob Thornton. I mean, just being across from him like, and watching him is probably a treat. Yeah, and he's been one of my heroes since I can remember. I mean... I think I've seen every single one of his movies and it was actually really cool when we were there in Georgia shooting 
there's a place called Rome, Georgia, and they were having a film festival and they brought Billy and we, they did a screening of Sling Blade in the theater. And so we all got to watch it and then he did a whole Q&A after. And it was cool to like be working with him the day before and then asking him questions about Sling Blade when he's on stage. Right, like being a fan the next day. Yeah, yeah. And then him like being like, but let's go have a cigarette. I'm just yeah. like, this is the coolest thing in the world. Uh, <laughs> So awesome. Um, well, I'm very excited for everybody to be able to see you in action in Devil's Peak, which is in theaters now. Hopper, thank you so much for jumping on and chatting with us today. Thank you.